if your customers are having a problem or they're continually asking this question, you need to create content around that regardless of whether there's search volume around that. When there is search volume around that, and you should always check to see if there is, you should optimize it for SEO. And that's a way to get in front of your audience with that problem-solving content. Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76. More often than not, when a prospective client approaches our agency about potentially doing work for them, they say something like, we need a new website, or we need someone to create content for us, or we need better SEO or search engine optimization. After enough digging, what I learn almost 100% of the time is that what they actually want is to earn the attention and trust of their audience, and as a result, to open doors to conversations that will drive business. It's easy to get lost in the tactics of marketing and to forget why we're doing them in the first place. Today, my two guests are going to talk about two of those tactics. One, content creation, and two, SEO, or search engine optimization. We'll talk about how these two things work together and why they're not strategies, but instead tactics. And we'll dive into the bigger picture strategy, which is generating a qualified pipeline through your marketing program. Let me introduce our two guests, both of which I happen to know quite well. Grace Wright started at Gorilla76 as a writer in 2017 and realizing that she had a knack for developing content strategy transitioned into the strategy department in 2021. Grace now crafts revenue-driven marketing plans for her B2B manufacturing clients. Her forte is getting to the bottom of what B2B buyers care about and brainstorming content ideas that balance technical details with brand story. Before joining the Gorilla team, Grace wrote for a lifestyle magazine and worked as a copywriter at a search engine optimization agency. To this day, her written work is featured on the first page of Google for scores of keywords relevant to her clients' businesses. Aaron Weeks is a strategist who empowers himself and others to think critically and provide authenticity to marketing. He's passionate about understanding the magical black box of Google and wielding those insights to create impactful, revenue-driven marketing for B2B manufacturers. Prior to Gorilla, Aaron worked at an agency as a digital strategist and at Caterpillar as a marketing analyst in the global construction industries department. Both opportunities shaped his view on how a search engine optimization mindset can help brands be searched and be loved by his customers. Grace and Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, it's about time we got you guys on here. I'm super proud of the deep expertise across our team at Gorilla. And I think it's really fun to bring people with different backgrounds and niches in, in their, you know, whether it's strategy or writing or design or whatever it is. There's so many things that you know an organization like us does that affects marketing for the manufacturers we work with. And so I thought this topic was really good for you guys, this idea of of how do we you know find that 
happy middle ground between SEO or search engine optimization and content and you know what's a tactic and what's a strategy. And I think this topic is something that a lot of manufacturing organizations think about and we talk to them about, but we're going to go deep on the topic today. And I think it's going to be a really valuable conversation. So Grace and Aaron, I know we share a similar perspective on this topic. So I'd like to start this out by asking the two of you, why is it backwards for a manufacturer to go straight to the conclusion that we need better Google rankings. We need SEO. So when we're talking about the customer, when it comes down to content creation and content distribution, here's how it relates to SEO. Most of the time, what we hear or what we need to address is, you know, how can I win this keyword ranking? Again, that's something that makes sense. It's very tactical with search engine optimization. How can I have that keyword in my content? And how can I show up in the first spot on Google search engine result pages. I think the mindset that we're going to kind of dive into here is rather, how is my customer going to win with this content I created? And how is my customer going to win at their job when they get this piece of content that we distributed to them at the right place and right time? So that's a little shift. I think we're going to really going to dive in and kind of extrapolate that more. But that's really what we want to get out of today is again, that mind shift from going from we need to win an SEO strategy to more, how can my customers win this year? And what's the strategy for that? And I, I think there's there's real risk in not putting your customer first and their problems first when you're thinking about what content to create. Because you know every company I've worked with has limited time, limited resources, limited budget. And so you know, let's say they have resources to create 10 pieces of content in a quarter. If they create eight that on topics that their customers don't even care about, but have keywords. Well, then, you know, they missed eight at-bats to change how their customers think, to be seen as a value provider, to, you know, their their total addressable market, whether that's in search, whether that's in paid social, you know, you're you're missing on a bulk of your at-bats with your customer. You're wasting your budget, you're wasting your time. And that's really the risk you you run into when you don't start with the customer is you're putting your marketing at risk, falling flat. And considering how much money and time people do put into marketing, that's a huge business expense that you're you know, putting on the line. You're putting yourself at risk, alienating your audience by showing that you don't understand their problems. You don't understand their questions, their, the, the stresses of their day-to-day. And so I, I think that people think that content creation is a risk-free endeavor, and it's not. And so I think when you start with SEO and keywords, you're just starting in the wrong place. You have to start with what the customer cares about. And the best way to mitigate the risk of all this time, money, energy you're putting into content creation. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing from you guys is that we got to go back to the beginning here and say, who is my audience? What do they care about? And let's create content assets that are going to speak to that stuff, their pains, their buying triggers, the things they're trying to achieve, as opposed to something that I still see happening, which sometimes blows my mind, but it's just it's still happening out there where where you have companies who get caught up in this mindset that like I need SEO, I need I need rankings in the search engines. And then they almost forget about what they're trying to achieve here, which is earning the attention and trust of the people that they're trying to reach so they can start conversations with them. And they go straight to, well, 
what keywords are related to or even tangentially related to my business that are getting searched a whole bunch of times every month and are you know we could potentially rank for and the the natural result of this is you start driving a lot of the wrong people to your website you, you start ranking for keywords that frankly may not even matter that much you you drive the wrong people to your site, those people land on your site, they bounce after 10 seconds because they're not finding what they want or the people who maybe do convert in the sense of filling out a RFQ form or something are often the wrong people because they are, you know, the thing you've optimized search for for your company is is not really targeting the types of people that you're trying to attract. So, it's like th- these leading metrics not only don't get you in front of the right people, you're, you know, sometimes when you focus on the wrong leading metrics, you wind up in front of people who aren't the right people. It bogs down your team and it creates sort of a false sense of we're accomplishing something on the marketing front when maybe that's not even the case. Like any, anything you guys would want to add to or, you know, comment on around that? I, I think something like, especially with the types of industries and companies that we work with, sometimes there isn't a ton of search volume around the types of products and services that they are actually selling. And something that you said is, you know, they'll sometimes when they're creating a list of keywords, then because there aren't a ton of them, they'll start reaching. And, you know, it's like there's this service that we don't provide, but is a competing service. And, you know, we'll change their minds by writing a piece on this. And, that that's just a waste of content creation energy in my opinion. Whereas like instead of reaching and trying to change minds, which I just haven't seen happen, you could instead be creating content that you know will resonate with your audience and think about how can you, you know, if there isn't a ton of search volume for what you provide, how are you still going to get your message out? Well, you can target people based off of job title, industry, experience level on LinkedIn and make sure your message reach, reaches the right people. And so when people think organic is the only content distribution strategy, I think that that's a trap they can fall into. Yeah. I just want to piggyback off that and and kind of frame it a different way. When we're talking about search demand and search volume, that may be one of the first things you ask your team as a marketing executive is again, like how much search demand is for this keyword? Well, there's a lot of examples where there may be no demand at all. I'll throw one at you right now is we know right now with customers, one of the biggest pain points this year is that the cost of commodities and sourcing raw materials is just so difficult. Well, if I went onto Google Trends right now to see kind of what those keywords are, maybe there's no demand, search demand for that right now. But we know that our customers told us directly that that's their pain point. So go write that piece of content, go create that piece of content, go distribute it to them. But again, if we just focus on SEO as a tactic in a silo, we may have looked at there's no search demand for those keywords. So therefore we shouldn't write that piece of content. So that's just another example of kind of using what we've been talking about here of putting the customer first and then using SEO to kind of enhance that content creation. I'm going to throw one in the mix here too, Aaron, because I think that's that's a good example. There's a company that we've consulted recently that they they are they're a fabricator essentially, but a very niche fabricator. And they manufacture something that is a product that's used pretty universally in commercial kitchens. And one of the first things we noticed in consulting them is they've been misguided by their marketing consultant from the outside in recent years around SEO to the point where you know the person advising them has been essentially saying commercial kitchen is a really high volume key. a lot of people search for commercial kitchen right and things related to commercial kitchens 
Well, here's the problem. Like you're going to optimize around commercial kitchens when you fabricate a very specific niche product that sits inside of commercial kitchens. Even if you could rank first in Google for the word commercial kitchens, which in, in and of itself is, is going to be a, a pretty massive undertaking for a keyword like that. How much of, of the audience that sees that and then clicks on it do you think is actually your customer? Maybe less than 1%. I mean, if that... And so I think the point is, you know, kind of comes back to like, who's your audience? What do they care about that actually, you know, your value proposition and the things you do can address where you have something to say about this. And let's start with that, not get caught up in the sort of magic of of SEO, which frankly, it's not magic. A lot of it's logic and common sense. Yeah. I think when you start with keywords, that becomes a big issue. Like, Commercial Kitchen, I'm sure, has a ton more search volume than you know some of the more niche, long-tail keywords that they could target. And I think sometimes people look at that and think, oh, this is a better keyword. And I think if you just take a step back and kind of, to your point, just make it past the logic test. Like, even if I were to ring for this keyword, like, what is... Look beyond the search volume metric and remember that, like, there are real people searching this. What's the problem they're having? What are they looking for? Do you have the expertise to solve that problem? You know, are, if you were to provide education on this, is it valuable to you? And I think that if you just ask some of those logic-based questions, you realize that your time and energy is spent better spent elsewhere than trying to pursue this, you know, keyword that's only tangentially related to what you sell. And I think that not a lot of people step back and ask those those questions. They get you know so blinded by, oh, 240 people search this a month without really wondering what they're looking for when they are searching it and remembering that there's a real person on the other side of the screen with a real problem and real questions that need to be answered. Great, Grace. I love how, how you said that. I think something that Joe and I talked about recently was like, you should write for your audience and not Google. And if you can take anything out of today, I think that's it is why we say... SEO is not a strategy, it's a channel, is because again, your strategy is your customer. How can I help them the best, the most efficient way, the fastest way? How can I get them to get their job done the right way? We can focus on that with our strategy. And then again, use SEO to enhance that. Now let's go find some keywords that address those issues. You know, now let's look at other articles, see what they're doing from a technical SEO level and how can we emulate and replicate you know, if you start with both those things first, you may miss the whole point, which is again, helping your customer. Yeah. I, I think something I hear all the time is like, you're creating content for search engines. And I, I think that, you know, if you're creating content for search engines, you're thinking about SEO wrong. You're, you're creating content for searchers, like real people with real problems, you know, are reading your content. And so it's just so, so important for marketers to remember that, you know, searchers are real people, not metrics on a screen, not 240 people who, you know, just robotically search this term, you know, every month. And when you remember that, you remember that, you know, these are your customers. These are, especially if you're choosing the right types of keywords with the right types of intent, just remembering that the problems that some bring someone to Google in the first place, the questions that bring someone to Google in the first place, and optimizing around that person and that person's problems you're going to be in a much better place. I think something to consider too, when you are considering Google as a distribution strategy is that you know, Google's main objective is to answer searcher intent. If over time, they provide 
a list of pages that don't speak to the intent behind the search, people would stop using Google. So over time, like the algorithm changes they're making are not random. They're, you know, better aligning their system to serve pages and articles that exactly align with the problem or question that brought someone to Google. And so I think it's not 2006 anymore where you can just mention the keyword five times in your you know, URL and your body copy and your title tag and expect to rank. Over time, as Google improves, their algorithm is essentially optimizing for the searcher and you should be as well. Joe, do you want us to, Grace and I, to kind of define searcher intent, get a little more granular there and kind of really elaborate on what that means and maybe how to actually do it tactically? Yeah, I think have at it. All right, Grace, I'll, I'll start. And then you definitely come in here and enhance any of my comments. But when we're talking about search intent and, and Grace really just laid it out for you is, again, what is a customer searching for? And then you need to do one of three things. You need to give them the best answer or maybe the first answer. You're the first one to write, write the answer for that question. Or you need to be different. So again, it's first, best, or different. That will help you kind of, again, do search intent as a framework here is I'm trying to answer my customer's question, but I got to realize that there's other answers on Google search engine result pages. So how is my question the best question for their intent? So again, just having that mindset will kind of help you create more content that's a little impactful. And then the SEO will follow. Grace, you have any thoughts on that? I think I would only step take a step back and think about like, if you truly understand like not only the keyword, but the intent, the problem that brought someone to Google to search that, it allows you to better evaluate the keyword and think about if it aligns with the intent of the customers based off of real conversations you've had with them. If you kind of uncover the intent of a keyword, like commercial kitchen, for instance, and you realize that it's just way too broad to really understand what the intent is, that's not the best keyword then. But if you uncover the intent and you know you can think back to a conversation you had with a customer where they were experiencing that exact problem, you not only know better how to structure the content, what questions and sub-questions to answer within the piece, but you also are better able to evaluate whether it's a good keyword in the first place. And I think that kind of what we're speaking about is like understanding searcher intent goes back to understanding your customers. So you just have to understand your customer, the problems they're experiencing, what their day looks like. And if there's a topic that comes from that piece of content you want to create, think about if there's a keyword that matches that intent, matches that problem, then use SEO. But don't start with the keyword and work your way back. Here's a good framework to kind of understand that is, again, when you start with the keyword, what you're not focused on is these four things, which is, is this content about being problem aware? Is it about being solution aware, product aware, or most aware? So why I mentioned those again is that's the mindset you have to have is I want to rank for commercial kitchens, but I know that this article needs to be about problems with commercial kitchens and here's how to solve them or vice versa. I know your brand and I know you have commercial kitchens. And so when I'm looking for commercial kitchens, my article needs to speak about, again, why my brand is the best for commercial kitchens and why you should read my content and why it's impactful to you. So just understanding that framework will kind of just, again, enhance what you're doing from the content creation side. And what it gets you to do is to stop focusing on the keyword and then again, focus on the problem, solution, product, or your brand. Yeah. I mean, Google is a venue for your customers and prospects to get 
answers to questions to gather information during their buying process, wherever they are in that process. And the role you can play is to understand from pattern matching and from all the, you know, the customer conversations you've had, what does that buying process look like? What stages are they trying to collect? What information? And can we provide that to them so we can fulfill that, that search query and be the first one that shows up or is close to it to you want to help. It's all about helping during the buying process and providing the right information to make it easier for them to buy and to think of you first. And I, I think like it, it's kind of comes back to like what you were saying is like what questions are they asking throughout the buying process? What hesitations do they have? That's all stuff that would come up organically in a customer conversation. And then you can conduct keyword research and decide whether there's any volume around around those topics. But it, it starts with that understanding of them and their buying process and the way they think about your product and your services. Good. Well, I, I want to come back around to the question I posed towards the beginning here, now that we've provided a lot more context. you know, Grace, you said organic search or SEO is just another distribution channel for content. Could you guys talk about what that means? Like, What is a distribution channel for content? We've talked about making content assets that whether it's written content or video or audio or whatever, make content assets that matter to your audience at the different stages of their buying process. SEO or search engine optimization, it's one way to get that content in front of people. Those, that's for people who are out there looking already, right? They're looking for something specific and we want them to find the stuff we've made that addresses what they're looking for but what are other distribution channels? And is are there times when SEO just isn't necessarily the right channel to get that content in front of someone? I think your content strategy starts with customer interviews, which we've said time and again in this conversation. But essentially, you know, if you conduct seven customer interviews and you start hearing the same things again and again, the same patterns come up as far as like, you know, what we really valued and prioritized wasn't cost, it was this other factor. And you start identifying those patterns and their common questions and ways people phrase things, then you can start developing ideas for the types of content you need to create to address those problems, to answer those questions. And I think that if your customers are having a problem or they're continually asking this question, you need to create content around that, regardless of whether there's search volume around that. When there is search volume around that, and you should always check to see if there is, you should optimize it for SEO. And that's a way to get in front of your audience with that problem-solving content. I think whether or not there is search volume, you need to create the piece of content if it's a problem that comes up again and again in customer interviews. There are other ways to get the right eyes from the right people on that content through paid social audience targeting, through emails, through even like later in the sales process, if you create a video around that, you know, question it can help enable the salesperson to you know rather than just being you know having to type up a response every single time they can be like hey we actually created a video about this topic here's something that answers your question let me know if you have any follow-ups so i think there's there's a million and one different ways to leverage your content seo is one tool in your toolkit i'll just quickly define some of the other distribution channels that we do here at grill 76 and with our clients is what we're talking about with organic and seo those are pooling people to our distribution. When we talk about paid social, you know, YouTube in a way too, it's like we're pushing those pieces of content to people at the right time and right place. So again, just kind of understanding those differences will help you kind of evaluate if SEO is a good tactic to do right now. Do, are you trying to pull people to your site to book a meeting, to get a demo request, 
then yeah, you really want to focus on SEO as a tactic. You know, if you're just trying to create value, um, generate demand, then yeah, you want your content that you just wrote to be distributed to people on the platforms that they're at right now, as far as Facebook, LinkedIn. So again, just wanted to kind of outline the differences so we can kind of enhance the conversation of why we're talking about SEO right now. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, we talk a lot about how Google is an intent channel, right? You people go to Google when they're looking for something specific. People go to Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever when they're they're not going there to look for something specific, but we can target very specific people, you know, using various demographic data information about what people in, you know, what people care about, what they follow. So we can find your ideal customer in some of these other channels. And referencing what Aaron said, it becomes more of a push strategy where we say, show this piece of content to people who fit these characteristics. And let's do that consistently over and over and over again. Whereas back in Google, it's about showing up in front of the right people when they're looking for something where you know you can address what they're looking for, right? Obviously, the title of this podcast is The Manufacturing Executive, and it's because we're creating this for manufacturing leaders. I know we've got some marketing people and salespeople and, and you know people in other roles in organizations that are our listeners too, but knowing that our, a majority of our listeners are not necessarily tactical boots on the ground marketers... I'd be curious to hear you guys talk about, you know, what do you think that a manufacturing executive, whether that is a CEO or a president or a CFO or maybe even a VP of sales, somebody who doesn't have the word marketing in their title, but is is in a leadership role at the company, what do they need to understand about content and how it relates to SEO? I think that executives, I think the the best value we can provide is like how can they evaluate content strategy and what are the questions they should ask? when deciding whether a content strategy is the right fit for them and their company. I think that they should be very wary of content strategies that say, you know, here are the keywords we want to rank for. And, you know, we're going to write a piece of content that's SEO optimized around each of these keywords. And that's our strategy. I think if the strategy starts and ends there, they should have a lot of questions. I think something we do in a way we frame content strategies at Gorilla is very poignant and kind of ties all of this together. It's when we recommend a piece of content, we'll always say, you know, what's a specific pain point or question from the mouths of customers we've interviewed that we're addressing with this piece of content? And when you start there, and then there's also a keyword that just magically fits into place and people are searching about that, that's what the level of thinking and understanding of the customer that they should expect from their marketing vendors. So it's not that, you know, don't pursue SEO. It's start with that pain point or question, build the content around that. And yes, if there's a keyword that fits perfectly, there's there's SEO best practices and you need to overlay those to make sure that your customers are seeing those at the right points in the buying process, that you're getting in front of getting eyes on the content. Essentially leveraging, like we said, Google as a distribution strategy for problem-solving content that you're creating with your customers in mind. Yeah, I think Grace just laid out tactically so well. So I have nothing to add there. But what I will offer is, again, if you're a marketing executive, I think these are your three truths. And we've already mentioned some of them here. So number one, it's right for your audience, not Google. Put the customer in your mind. That's who you write for first. Number two, this is one I kind of hear often, like, are there any SEO hacks? No. (laughs) So again, if your team is telling you, this is a great SEO growth tool, it's the SEO hack, 
ask them to explain more and get that information and feedback so you can provide them the answers to understand that maybe they don't need to do that that way. They can write a piece of content that's valuable to their customers. And number three, this is another one that we're kind of asked quite a bit. So I want to address here is, you know, is SEO, is it a short-term tactic or a long-term tactic? You know, I think this is one that's on executives' mind is, you know, I, I want to know what the results are. Am I, do I need to expect a long time frame? Do I need to expect short? Well, I'm actually going to say it's neither. It's actually a long-term mindset. So why I say that is, again, customers are going to ask questions and you should answer them. And that should be a part of your strategy for here and now and forever, especially as more ways for people to ask questions. Another example here that we've talked about before is using Alexa, our voice search to search for things too. So I just illustrate that point because there's more opportunities to answer questions more so than ever. So again, if you have that long-term mindset that you know we, we need to do this, this is a priority, then you're going to make marketing that matters in that way, rather than thinking that if I do SEO today, if I do it as a hack, if I write for Google, like therefore I'm going to get quick results. The point is like, you're not. But if you do this long-term mindset that you're going to provide impactful opportunities for your customers over the long-term. Yeah, I think something else too that they should be wary of is like, I think something I see all the time when SEO is thought of as a strategy and not a tactic is you get 100 page sitemaps, all of the different pages. And you know, you're talking about you know, this variation of the keyword, and then you have another page for this variation of the keyword. And you're just thinking about what happens when you think about content in that way is you end up with, you know, let's say we're writing a page for beer bottle labels. It's the title is beer bottle labels. And then you mention it 10 times in the copy and it's very thin and it doesn't speak at all to like the actual questions they have of the process of working with, you know, your company. And so I think where you end up when you start with keywords, it's very thin copy geared towards optimizing for the search engine. Whereas like if you really think and remember that there's a searcher and someone reading your content, you remember that you need to comprehensively answer the hesitations they have, the questions they have. It comes back to kind of what Aaron was just saying. It's like, people are asking these questions, you should answer them. But it comes down to that. Like you should answer them. What was the intent? What are the anxieties they have? What are the problems they're experiencing? Address all of those comprehensively if you're going to do SEO at all. Don't just write 300 word thin pages geared towards ranking in search engines. That's just the wrong approach. Yeah, what Grace just mentioned that approach is it worked at one time, but just like with most marketing tactics, things evolve. So one aspect of this conversation here, which we haven't talked about is kind of what is the future of SEO as a tactic and, and how can you actually capitalize on it? So I'm going to offer two or three for Joe and Grace here, and then you guys can kind of come off me and, and add some insight here. But I think one of them is super obvious, but it's if someone asks a question, why not provide it to them as a video? Because that's what they want. And we also know that Google is actually going to optimize those in the search result engine pages. So you know that's an opportunity we can do. The other is zero click searches which is a phenomenon basically that when you write an article sometimes your piece of content is going to be at the top of google search engine result pages and the featured snippet is a technical term but all that means is the customer's answer is right there they have no reason to visit your web page so how does that impact what you do and how you think about it and how you measure it and then i think let's start there and see what you guys think and we can talk about that i think like something that we said in the middle of the call that i think is worth repeating here is like, I think executives become executives because they have their judgment and they trust their judgment. 
So when you're evaluating things like an SEO strategy that a marketing vendor is throwing your way, I, I mean, like, let's go back to that commercial kitchen example. You sell niche bakery like equipment for commercial bakeries, and you know your your marketing vendor is suggesting that you should write a piece for commercial kitchens and just put yourself in the searcher's feed. What are they looking for when they are searching that? Are they looking for you? If you write a three hundred word piece that's very thin that mentions commercial kitchen ten times, and you're like, does that build trust with your company? Does it you know show that you understand what they're going through? And I think the answer is no on all of those counts. So maybe that isn't the best piece of content to create. That isn't the best, you know, use of your limited time and resources. It's just always going back to your judgment and trusting it. I think you guys said it well. I don't, I don't really have anything to add to that, but I think it's, it's all really smart insights and great advice. Is there anything you guys want to add to this conversation that we did not dive into or any additional actionable advice you'd hand to a manufacturing executive that's listening right now? I think that with SEO in particular, people are so focused on ranking first. And here are the list of keywords that we want to rank for and we're not ranking for it, that they forget that like that's only half the battle. The other half is when they get to the page, have you built or lost trust? So are you answering the question? Is it written in a way that speaks to the quality of your company? Or is it sloppy and thin and doesn't address your questions? And you know, and I, I think that people look for SEO hacks and marketing hacks. And the truth is that content creation done right is a long and arduous and thorough process. Interviewing customers, understanding truly what their anxieties, hesitations, problems are. And that requires interviewing, you know, 10 customers thinking about, you know, taking an afternoon, thinking about what the through lines are between what they were saying, what are the you know most pressing problems, and then then creating content. And, and you know, if you're gonna rank for a keyword at all, all of that needs to shine through in that content piece. Or have what's the point of having that interaction, that touch point with a customer if it isn't building trust, credibility, showing that you're the right partner. Yeah, Grace, I don't have anything to add to that. It's it's just so important what you said is, again, content, it's a long journey. But if you take it, you're going to find results. I do have a list of top five things to stop doing today. We can run through that now. Or we can kind of dive deeper on what Grace just said here. I'd say go for it, Aaron. Okay, great. I love this exercise. This is what I like out of podcasts. I wanted to bring it here today. But basically, here's five things that may have been said to you as an executive. And here's the five ways you should think about it. So I'll do it one by one. And then Joe and Grace can kind of add in what you think here. So number one, when your team comes with an article to you and it's the top 10 list of, here's the top 10 problems my customer has today. Here's the piece of content that we wrote to answer that. What I would do is I would challenge them and ask them, why didn't they write, this is the best solution to those problems. So again, the question is, we want to hit all those keywords, right? In that top 10 list. So we're trying to hit all those search terms. Or would you rather just write the best piece of content that is best for your customer? Number two, your team writes a 2000 word long form content article to answer a customer pain point. So when they bring that to you, you can either do two things. You can say, okay, that's great. We're going to rank for a bunch of keywords. Or what you could do is encourage your team. That's a great piece of content. 
how can we turn this into a piece of video content? I think that's super powerful because what your team did is, is they did good content marketing, but now you're going to encourage them to do even better content marketing that is going to help them with SEO. It may not be so straightforward that way, but it's just another way to, again, do that content creation that matters to your customers. Here's the third one. Your team comes to you with a list of their top 25 keywords they rank for for this year. So when you receive that list, you may look at it and say, what is this? Or you can look at it and go back to your team and say, well, actually tell me the top 10 web pages on my website that result in marketing source revenue. Then show me the top keywords on those pages. So again, that's a good mindset shift where again, we're not focusing on rankings. We're focusing on results. The results matter because they probably came from helping our customers with good content. And then once you get that list of those top pages and how revenue they made, then dive into the keywords, see what insight you can glean, see how you can help your team out. There's a good piece of article. It makes revenue. Go produce more of that content in different ways. All right, what else we got here? All right, here's another one for you. We've already mentioned this and I think it's good to just hammer home here, but when your team comes with a piece of content and they say it's going to rank for this keyword, I think you should always naturally ask, well, what question is this answering for a customer? And again, that's going to encourage your team to do content that answers questions rather than produce content that ranks for keywords. So I think I actually had four, but maybe you guys a fifth one. Four, I think four works. I mean, I think those were all really great, Aaron. Yeah. Why do top five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think I'm, I'm going to leave it there. We could, we could talk all day about this, but you know, we can't have a three-hour podcast. So we'll, we'll keep it to where we finished here. This was a really great conversation, guys. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Joe. Yeah, you bet. So Grace and Aaron, can you quickly tell our audience the best way to get in touch with you, learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, for sure. Grace Wright on uh, LinkedIn. You can just find me in the employees of Gorilla76 or just Grace dot right at gorilla76.com. Yeah. And you can similarly find me on LinkedIn as Aaron Michael Weeks. Look out for my comments, ask me questions on feedback for SEO, and I'll be glad to write you some answers. Or you can find me at aaron.weeks at gorilla76.com. Send me an email. Great. Well, it was a pleasure having you guys on the show. It's stuff we talk about you know, in meetings and on Slack and by email and through our project management system. It was fun to kind of harness all this, this brain power in our strategy department and get you guys up on stage. So thank you once again for doing this. And as for the rest of you, I hope to catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.